Hello and good morning. Hi. So we are now on episode... Oh, I don't know, 96? 96. Ooh, that was a good guess. Yeah, after a late night last night. Yep. And an early start this morning. Yeah, about so... three hours sleep last night, so a bit yeah. bleary. Yeah, we're very bleary this morning. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the most ambiguous word in business. Okay. Can you guess what it is? Aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> is that even in business I, I can't remember the last time i used the word aardvark either <laughs> it might have actually been years since i used the word aardvark when you ever use the word aardvark why did that even pop in your head i have no idea <laughs> no it's the other end of the alphabet uh, value right okay um and the reason it's completely ambiguous is because it, it means different things to to everyone um right. you know um you, you have whether you're a customer whether you're an employee of a company, whether you're the owner of the company, um, if you're an employee, what position you have in the company, it means completely different things for everyone. And then even within that, as the customer, you have your own kind of biases as to what's biases? Or bias. bias. I bias. think it's just bias. It's like <laughs> Lexus. You don't say Lexus is... <laughs> okay. Bias. Um, yeah, you have your own leaning <laughs> towards... <laughs> towards whether something is good value or not based on kind of like your upbringing and things and then um within a company you have the company culture um as to again what's valuable and that so there's so many layers which is why it becomes such a you know ambiguous thing okay so i just thought we'd explore that really because you you often as much as it's ambiguous you hear it all the time you know customer value and business value and And creating value 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 your time and you know what's your value and it's just yeah. you hear it all it's the overused time. yeah it is especially when it is so undefined yeah well it's in, it's an, it's an interesting one in that we just had so we we had a whew, three hour chat last night mm. with, uh, um, with uh, somebody else just around business strategy and growth strategies for say it mm. And well, someone that's quickly becoming an advisor to us, really, isn't he? Yeah, getting and getting quite close to that business. Yeah. Um, and and what one of the interesting things about that is value kept coming up in different forms in that conversation. So it was um, in terms of value creation for mm-hmm. the businesses themselves, value creation for it as a business in terms mm-hmm. of for um, potential investors down the road mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff down the road. And I think when you're in business and you're creating business, value is the core thing that you're focused on all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but adding value, creating value, and what your values are are two very separate. Oh yes, it's things. not. I don't mean it. No, I'm I'm talking as a as a measuring thing. Value right. as in not not your values as in your principles and those right. those kind of things. And no, I mean value as in from the worth kind of construct okay. whether that it doesn't have to be monetary but but in terms of a worth of some kind yeah. so um one of the other reasons i kind of wanted to discuss this was we're doing a five-day challenge next week um, starts monday the 8th which is um free for events businesses well any business really but it's, it's applicable more to events businesses because obviously that's our background um to help people get rebooted and restarted in in the events industry after yeah, COVID. D- yeah because a lot of events companies certainly if they're based in the uk would have basically been on hold for the last 12 months so the concept of going back into business like dusting off the cobwebs yeah. working out what works what doesn't everything else is going to feel a bit intimidating to a yeah. lot of people 
So, yeah, we've got a five-day challenge next week just to help everybody yeah, get back exactly. up and running. And, you know, we wanted to do something for event businesses and the, the five-day challenge kind of came about because of our discussions with Netta, who was on our uh, podcast, I don't know, maybe about 10 episodes ago. Netta, Netta Net- Tellmore. Yeah, No Hassle Business, who has grown her whole business through doing challenges and mm-hmm. then selling a product at the end. Um, and it, it's one of those coincidences that, you know, as you've said before, you know, you buy a car and suddenly you see that car everywhere. Yeah. Well, since chatting to Netta, all these kind of other challenges I've seen have popped up. And one of the reasons that the kind of value question popped up was speaking with Netta, you know, she, she does things on a very low end um, price point. Yeah. Uh, so the like her her signature product is is a, a roundabout is ninety nine dollars I think off the top of my head, um and she's never really changed that she's been told a hundred times that she could put the prices way up which I completely agree with because I've used the product myself, um but she doesn't because she's comfortable there and that's that's yeah. what she sees as good value. On the other end of the scale, I was talking with somebody yesterday who's planning on doing a five day challenge and their product at the end of it is knocking on the door of two grand. Yeah. Which is a obviously a huge difference um, and so it just suddenly occurred to me these t- these people are doing exactly the same thing they're doing a five-day challenge yeah yeah they've got two very 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 different outcomes yeah and it's um, as business owners it's very easy for us to because you get lots of mixed messages from other people in business and everything else especially if you're dealing with intangibles right mm-hmm. uh, in terms of obviously there's a tangible if you're building a website somebody you can see it yeah, you can point to it and go, okay, that's a website yeah. that looks like this and everything else. But its influence or, or its potential influence on your business and what it's going to do for your business is the intangible. It's mm. not, it's because there's a lot more other things that have to happen once the website's in play to do that, right? So, well, and also what's happened before, because right. for example, our, our software developers, mm-hmm as all software developers are eye-wateringly expensive when you ask them to do something, as is a lawyer, as is an accountant. Right. But because, but that's because these people... Um, well, software developers are definitely up there with lawyer costs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But they've spent, you know, best part of a decade for most most of them working on that knowledge, building that knowledge. And you said the same thing to me the other day with a quote that we were doing for somebody that I was getting, because of my, my money hang-ups that I've talked about before, but I was getting like, oh, I don't know if we should do that, because we're not we're not actually doing that much for that result. And you were like, well, what about the last six months that we've put in and all the money and the time that and the effort? That thing to exactly. Well, it's that analogy, isn't it? It's that, um, there's that story, isn't there, of... The hammer. No, it's say? not a hammer. I think it's a screw. <laughs> People are like, what the hell are you guys talking about? You're talking about the car, the, the, the car right. in the boat. Is it a guy on a boat? It's probably you a load. Me, of... You tell your story and I'll tell my story. I can how, vaguely how remember it. So I'm probably completely misremembering <laughs> it. But fundamentally, it's like an engineering thing. Yeah. And they had a problem with the machine. And and so they called this guy over and um, and he comes along and he just walks up to the machine and he just literally just turns a screw. I and, see my and then the machine, the machine runs fine. And he hands a guy over a, a bill for like 10 grand or whatever it is. And the guy's like, what? Hang on, you were here for two seconds. And he was like, you're not paying for the turn and screw. You're paying for knowing which screw to turn. Yeah. And that's what all my decades of experience has identified. See, mine's slightly different. Mine, mine was a, it was a boat. Right. Um, and there was something to do with the engine. Right. And this guy comes along with a hammer. And he just kind of looks around and then he just taps once in right. the spot and everything works. And then again, he, he, he asks for, I think it's at 10,000 or so, that bit's the same. 
and the guy's like, you only just tapped yeah, a hammer, yeah, yeah. and he writes on the back of the, That's the, the invoice. That's it, it's the same principle, he writes yeah, it, it on the it's invoice. It's like... One one pound or whatever the currency is for tapping. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine hundred and ninety nine for knowing where to tap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously, people have written lots of books and they've gone, oh, I'm going to create my version of it. Oh, so it story, sounds like yeah. I was the creator <laughs> of that story. But um, but yeah, I think that's what that you, you've got to be careful in that you can overinflate your value yeah like what value you think you're bringing to the table because you think well i'm worth this and everything else and so fund and so fundamentally you price like so we see a lot of coaches do this mm-hmm. like you see and there's a well <coughs> actually it's worse than that we see a lot of coaches that teach coaches yeah coaches that teach people how to coach yeah. and they're like come do my course and i'll teach you how to sell courses and I'll teach you how, and, and how to price way higher and charge thousands for well, Adam this time. had a really good analogy with that. I heard him say um, recently, it was sharpening the axe to cut down the tree to make more axes to cut down more trees. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and it's, it's a type of, it's, there's definitely a business phenomenon out there, which we've actually talked about in previous episodes about coaches teaching coaches, teaching coaches, mm. teaching coaches. And it's like, it's it like, it's never... It feels almost doesn't it? it it's, I know it's not, but it, it has the same vibe about it. Yeah, it is, there's something... Yeah, if there's we can something, just keep filling in the bottom layer, we'll Yeah, we'll it, feel, it feels money. worse than period. It feels like snake oil. Mm. And, and and obviously there's money being made. People are, uh, are, are making a lot of money getting people on webinars or getting people on challenges and courses and, and all these things to teach them how to do courses and challenges and mm. all these things, right? And... And it's kind of, I get it, if, if there'll be a small percentage of those people that will actually probably apply what they've learned and mm. make money to people that need it, like proper B2C, rather yeah. than just another bunch of coaches. Yeah. Um, so you've got it. There's a lot of mixed messages in terms of what value creation is yeah. and how you should value your services and how you should price. Yeah. And we were having that conversation around software because obviously... We have Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire, a company that um, is now starting to ramp back up again for corporate events and <coughs> private events, which is really exciting. Um, and and we, but we also have this Say It, which is a service software as a service platform, which takes an enormous amount of money and an enormous amount of time just to get it to the starting line. Mm-hmm. But once it's at the starting line and the fundamentals in place, the costs to run the service are very small mm-hmm. as opposed to delivering a photo booth hire event on the other end of the country yeah. where you have to pay staff fuel and all, all, all of the other yeah. real challenges yeah, right yeah. That, that, that come off it so it's, software is a funny one to price yeah. in that respect because you're like well what am i actually pay what what am i charging for well one you're charging for the fact that you've just invested a huge amount of money and time to get it to this point mm-hmm. so someone can actually just buy it off the shelf and go, yeah, I'll use it. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. You're also charging for further development mm-hmm. because there's it's a continuous development that comes yeah. along down the road. And you're also charging for the fact that, well, what it would cost this person if they went off and tried to do it themselves? Yeah. You know, how much would that cost? And Well, and then that's where the value come, piece comes in 
because uh, we we obviously did pricing strategies in a, in another podcast, which um, podcast episode, which is definitely related to this. Which we yeah, should, one of the earlier ones. Yeah, think, we'll we'll it? find and link it to this episode because you you should definitely kind of listen to to both uh, to get the maximum va- value, mm-hmm. <laughs> maximum <Or> worth, benefit, <laughs> benefit. There you go yeah. from it. Um, but there's a there's a difference in that everything that you just said and kind of is what how you would kind of analyze analyze things in order to to price it. But it's also the value to that person, isn't yeah. it? Because what does it mean to them for your product to solve all these headaches that they had? Yeah, and that's one of the things we yeah. found with Say It. That was one of the interesting things that we uh, that was one of the outcomes of the conversations we had with Say It. Yeah. And this is one of, one of the reasons why it's really important to not be an island in business. Surround mm-hmm. yourself with other business owners because that you can just have conversations with and you don't necessarily need to know where those conversations are going to lead sometimes like the solutions that we were coming up with yesterday were solutions to problems we hadn't realized were there until the conversation came out and then we were like we realized that wow this this service solves an enormous amount of problems Mm -hmm. in in one place like it just in one leap it solves a huge amount of pain for companies of a certain size with a certain infrastructure in place yeah. and and it's in in terms of cost exchange for both time and money it's like so cheap compared to what they'd have to do otherwise yeah. so um so then you start thinking well as a value add to that yeah. company that's huge yeah exactly so um there's two kind of ways that i think you should approach the value piece which is partly partly your, your pricing as well is, is within that but there's two very, very kind of different um, angles, but you need both of them, in my opinion. You need, right. you need to be assessing both of these kind of 50-50. So the first is where you're personally comfortable. Right. And I think that plays a big part. Like, you can always be cheaper. You can always be more expensive. You know, right. there will always be people doing pretty much what you do cheaper and pretty much what you do more expensive. Okay. But where are you personally comfortable with your own values but with your own um kind of history of you know everything that you've been taught just where you sit comfortably what you perceive as being good value because that's when you're passionate about your product you know if, if be you... careful with that though <laughs> well, so, so, no this is only part of it this right, is only, okay. only 50 percent because it, it has it has to come whether you've got a huge business or, or a tiny business it comes from the business owner that because that 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 feeling will, will, you know, permeate throughout all your staff, yeah. through your sales staff, what, what the value is that you're delivering. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we did that with Smiley Booth. I mean, we, we there was, when we first started, um, there was a, a company in London, I can't remember the name of them now, but because they had a, a kind of um, in with like celebrities and that, because they yeah, were part yeah. of a Sunday newspaper, I can't remember the name. Was it Booth Nation? I think it was, yeah. But they were essentially doing what we did. They were doing exactly, in fact, they were doing, <clears throat> they were doing what we worse well no 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 the quality was very good but the actual physical product was tiny like it was a small booth and anything the quality was kind of it was it was was good good it was good quality but anyway okay i don't want to digress but oh i'm actually criticizing them directly they were great (laughs) (laughs) i just didn't think i didn't think they were okay i suppose the point i'm trying to make is it's not that their quality wasn't really good it was really good but if you were to look at it side by side and say, now look at the pricing side by side. Yes, this is what I'm getting that's, at. Yeah, yeah, then you would have been like, hang on a second, that's a massive difference. Yeah, um, but because at the time... I just realised I've got, I've got... If you're looking on video and you're thinking, why is Lee's hands black? It's because I was doing the fireplace. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so because 
So, so we were charging one price and they were pretty much 10 times what we were, maybe like eight, nine times what we charged. Which is a huge difference. And at the time, there were very few players in the industry, literally yeah. a, ha- a handful. So we could have quite easily gone down that road. We could have, could have quite easily looked at them and gone, oh, we'll charge what they do. But it didn't feel comfortable, which meant we wouldn't have made very many sales because no. you, you have that just discomfort. Well, not only do you have the discomfort, but you have to have the confidence that you're speaking to that niche. Yeah. Right? There's... Because there's 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 customers for every price bracket. Yes. Yeah. So as as they were clearly demonstrating, yeah. um, but it, it's like well, if you ha- if you are surrounded by wealthy, it's that thing we talked about yesterday. Um, feed a starving starving crowd. Yeah. Starving crowd. Yeah. It's like if you if you have a wealthy client base that is starving for your service, then yeah, you could probably charge that. But if you are not you don't have access to that and you're dealing with people that just don't have the money and they're not that hungry and yeah. um yeah you're, you're just never going to sell any of it but it, but it's not just that you're not going to sell it because you know arguably a really good good salesperson would sell it but it's just that ease of selling it that's yeah. what feels comfortable and that's what i mean by it. it comes down to a personal feeling that then as you grow will permeate within your business um permeate is that not the right word that's not a word no, no. it's not it's not in the Perm- english language permeate yeah. Yeah, permanent. I've is. never heard of permanent. That's because I say donament. <laughs> what, what is donament? It's supposed to be dominant, but it always comes out as donament. <laughs> I've never heard of donament. Yeah, I know, it's not a word, but that's I've never heard you say donament. That's because I don't. I, I you say it really quick and everyone it. misses here. No, I just it. refuse to say the word because I've always had a problem with it. Well, you haven't said having to for ages. <laughs> I like, sound that... like a Roman retard. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that word either. Oh, yeah, anyway. but you did that on the, like every episode for the first ten. Well, I try and avoid the word to. having. <laughs> you just avoid having to. I have these words in my head that was, as I go to say it, I'm like, no, 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 don't say that word. Find another one. It's going to get to the point where we're just going to have me talking on episodes. Yeah. And about, you know. I'll just be grunting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now that you've completely destroyed my Sorry. intellect on live, not even live, but video Um, well it's because it's a dominant player of the conversation (laughs) anyway but you also need to be so where you're comfortable but also where your market is just like we you were just saying about um booth nation that that was their market and um where your comfortable market fit is because if you come in too cheap um for the market that you're aiming for there's alarm bells, you know. Oh yeah, they people went think that your, yeah, your quality is not good enough. Um, you know, especially when you're dealing with middlemen um, within a company, because you know they they've got bosses, they've got targets, they want to, to be their main concern is not price. Their main concern is, is a good impression. Well, if it, you're it, cheap, they think that you're gonna make. A well, mistake also yeah, and it's and so it's not just understanding it in terms of cheap or expensive. It's also the va- what value you're creating in terms of. Value. what value are you creating in terms of pain relief for for them so um one of the conversations that we were having last night was about the fact that there are certain discussions you have with certain like corporate clients for example where the person you're discussing the issues with is just somebody that's sat in an office like they're they're the budget holder if you like they're the person sat there determining okay do i want to take on this service or not but fundamentally if they spend 50 quid or 50,000 pounds on you, they still get paid the same at the end of the month. They still get paid yeah. like the, it's, it's not, 
the, the consequence is, is, is not the same as when you're going to, when you're doing B2C and you're going to an individual and you're saying, I want you to hire my photo booth for 50 mm. grand. It's like, well, Jesus Christ, well, I can't afford that. Like it, it's a different type of conversation. So provided that your service or product meets all the needs that that yeah. company need fits the pricing is a, is a secondary conversation yeah it's well in the, some cases they need need to be spending their budget as well otherwise yes. they get budget cuts yeah so i mean I, I worked for somebody that was um part of uh like got some kind of government funding i can't remember exactly what it was now but each year they had to to put in their, their spending in order to get government funds yeah and i remember coming up to the end of the year every time he'd be scratching around saying what can i spend my money on yeah. <laughs> because they want to be able to put through the same amount so that they get that amount the next year. Yeah, and companies, well, that's, yeah, and companies that don't rely on government funding but do rely on R&D development yeah. and just moving the companies forward will be required to spend X amount on developing that yeah. each month and each quarter or whatever it is. So, yeah, it's. I think the mistake we make when we're in small, like micro, small and medium-sized businesses is... Because we're in those constant one-to-one exchanges a lot of the time, mm. we forget that uh, actually when you're dealing with bigger players... Well, I'd say micro and small because the mediums are the bigger players. Yeah, really. I guess, yeah. yeah. When you're dealing with the bigger players, you're, you're, the conversations are very different. Like yeah. value, value is not price. Yeah, exactly. And so then the, the third avenue is um, obviously, and this is more of a pricing thing, but it's just covering your resources. You know, if you're going to be spending Oops, slightly more... Um, then you, you've got the resources to bring in that, that great salesperson or to, to spend more on acquiring your customer, so to, to wow them in other ways, to bring them across to you. So, so they're the three kind of things of the first avenue, as it were. Um, and then the, the other way is um, to measure the outcome for your, your client. So, um, you know, is by using your product or service, are they going to get there faster? Are they going to save money in the long run? Are they going to be ahead of their competition? Are they going to have something unique? And, um, you know, if you can kind of say to yourself, um, you know, Joe saved such and such hours by using X product. Yeah. Um, or Lucy increased his, her sales conversions by using my da da da, da method. You know, if, you, if you've got these kind of tangible values that you're yeah. bringing, then that's, that's another way that you can um, look to kind of price your value, put a, put a number on your value. So you've got these two very difficult, di- different avenues, not difficult, different avenues. And once you've kind of assessed those and you're, you've come up with a price that you're, you're happy with, then it's just about increasing the value. And yeah. that is customer service, that is um, you know uh, ease of onboarding people, uh, friendliness, just just all the details, just yeah. crossing the T's, dotting the I's and really looking after them. And then that's where the imperceived value comes in. So I saw, um, I was looking through some testimonials of a competitor of ours um, the other day and uh, and I, I saw a few and, and they weren't referring to the product at all. They were just going, I love it when I ring your team. I feel like an old yeah. friend because everybody's so friendly. Nothing to do with the product. Yeah. They just really liked the service that they were receiving. So you have these intangibles as well. Yeah, you definitely do. And, but I, I think the sometimes it's 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 easy to dismiss the the other as the the influences your product or service might have that is is a real value to your customers so for example with smiley booth photo booth hire when we deliver a, um corporate events um sometimes like it's 
some of the mistakes that our competitors and our franchise our franchisees that are new to delivering corporate events make is they think that what the corporate's buying is the photo booth experience. Mm-hmm. As in, oh, you get they get to do gifts or mm-hmm. video or photos and everything else. Actually, what the corporate is actually buying is the data that's created off the back of that experience yeah. through the engagement with people using the service and everything yeah. else. And that's the bit that we sell. That's mm-hmm. that's like that's the bit that we truly understand as as a supplier of the service when we go to corporates. And we're like, okay, what outcome are you looking for here? Like, mm-hmm. What impact do you want this event to have? And how can we how can we magnify that? so that you have as much reach, as much impact as possible by having Smiley Booth in front and centre of that campaign. And um, and that makes them sit back and go, oh, wow, this is more than just some video-led activation. This well, and is, also the... This is a, what, and, sorry, just to say, the, that's where the pricing discussions become really interesting because then it's like, well, to create that same impact, influence and data, list building and all that kind of stuff, what would we have to spend elsewhere? Mm. A lot of money mm. to get the same result. So it makes our pricing conversations very simple. Yeah, but and also the but again the intangibles. You know, a corporate's gonna wanna come with a company like ours as opposed to a, a new person or, or a one man band because they know that we've got the experience in that field to come in really discreetly to make sure everything's presented really well to yeah. make sure that our staff are saying the right things and yeah. that there's no kind of um you know four pars where there could be who's stop it <laughs> i'm not going to say it again where it could four be pars. <laughs> you said four pars I did, did you say four cars <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna walk out in a minute <laughs> if you sat there staring at the camera on your own <laughs> there's probably people listening going lee made that mistake earlier lee did this <laughs> but you're just not picking they'll, up they'll be it. commenting saying yeah did you know he said this and yeah you... or i've got some really stupid tick that you've been with me so long that you don't even see anymore <laughs> anyway uh can you tell we've had three hours sleep yeah we can, yeah um i've forgotten where i was now you oh, said yeah. four cars <laughs> <laughs> they say things you know they like we had an example once where um a franchisee just thought they were being friendly and they were speaking to one of the, the team oh, geez, and, they, yeah. and they said something that was just, it's just, to me, it wasn't even an ignorant comment, but I can see how in the corporate world it could have been construed that way. Construed, is that right? What did you say? <laughs> not even listening that time. No, I was, no. Construed. I, construed. Yeah, yeah. yeah You're going to let me have that one. Uh, sorry. Are you paranoid now? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. I was just remembering that whole event. I've to talk all over again. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've been learning too much French. I just remember that whole event because <laughs> you had your ear chewed off over that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was something very, very tiny, but it's really important to corporates yeah. that you act a certain way and, and that only comes with experience. Yeah. So that's another kind of, I mean, I suppose it's kind of tangible, intangible, but that's another thing that, that is of value to yeah. corporates that wouldn't be of value to a 16th birthday. No. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a big difference. So it's, it's knowing where you sit within a certain <coughs> frame. And I, I guess... Value in a way is almost like how you would act at a certain event, a certain party. You know, yeah. you, you would act one way, at, I don't know, if you went to Ascot races, right. for example, as opposed to when you're down the pub with your friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a different, and I think value is the same thing. You, you have to have your own feelings on value, but also package your pricing and service as to where you want it to fit within the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. you want it to speak to people. Yeah, agreed. 
<clears throat> yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, hopefully that's been useful. Even though I've... How many words have I messed up? Six? Five? Six? <laughs> yeah, but it's rare that you do. It is. I hope so. <laughs> and, you think, and you have literally got over hafting to. I can't remember the last time I've heard you say that. That's because I just haven't said it. <laughs> yeah. Go on, say it. Having to. Yeah, see, it's done. <clears throat> Apart from I went croaky. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, that was values. Yes, the most ambiguous word in business. It is, so yeah. It can be the title of the podcast, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should. Yeah. Okay, that was episode 96. 96. Have a good day all. Bye.